today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. It seemed uh, for a very, very long, long, long time we were talking about Brexit. And, uh, of course, this was the uh, big vote that uh, came out of UK politicians uh, bickering over what direction their country should go in the European Union. Uh, A couple of bold politicians stood up and said that uh, we should just separate from the European Union uh, and and, and sort of position themselves as being uh, the anti-establishment option. And, of course, uh, that life would be better uh, without being in the European Union. And then, of course, the day after the election, we all woke and and, and realized that uh, it had happened that, in fact, the U.K. was going to separate uh, from the European Union. And then, of course, the discussions ensue and, uh, and, and the U.K. has to try to figure out how to move forward uh, with this deal and uh, other trade deals that have been put in place. So uh, after finishing up at the U.N., uh, Prime Minister Theresa May uh, met with our Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, to discuss a working t- a group for post-Brexit ties. Uh, May is promising a seamless transition from its current EU-based deals to post-Brexit bilateral ones. However, uh, where does this leave countries dealing with both the U.K. and the European Union? How do you keep from annoying one? Uh, at the expense of the other. Uh, Dr. Andrew Glencross is with us, Senior Lecturer of Politics and International Relations, uh, Aston University in Birmingham, and is with us now. Hello, Andrew. Thank you very much for taking the time today. Hi. Nice to be on again. So uh, why is uh, Prime Minister Theresa May meeting with uh, Justin Trudeau today? What does she hope to accomplish? She's trying to show that the future is bright for the United Kingdom after the Brexit negotiations have been successfully concluded. So this is part of the positive vision called Global Britain about being able to make better trade deals once that process is complete. Uh, Will the trade deals be better for the UK outside of the European Union than they were while inside the European Union? Obviously, this is what the UK has been sold. Uh, Is that, in fact, reality? That's pretty much a $20 trillion question because that's the size of the EU in global wealth. So trying to get all these deals with other non-EU countries is really at the heart of the UK's future economic prospects. And at the moment, the idea seems to be to actually model UK-Canada trade deal with what the EU has negotiated with Canada. But that just suggests that we could also have the same deal if we stayed in the UK. So there's something a bit contradictory going on, and hence, there needs to be some really important mood music by Theresa May to suggest it could be even better. Uh, Obviously, we're now entering into CEDA, uh, and it it will be on, uh, or I guess uh, uh, it will uh, be in effect for roughly 18 months before it isn't anymore. How can you negotiate something within the European Union and then expect to have it outside of the European Union? Well, on paper, that should be possible, but you need to have an institutionalized, 
system for making sure that what the UK has agreed to by being a member of the EU stays the same after leaving the EU. And once you move then to, in a sense, a separate UK-Canada trade model that mimics what the EU-Canada trade deal is. But the realities in practice are that the Canadian government is going to be able at that time to say, hang on, how about doing a bit more to get our agricultural products into the UK market? Because guess what? Once you're outside the EU, the power position between Canada and the UK changes considerably. The economies are not that different in size compared with Canada versus the EU. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.